Welcome to this episode of Let's Chat. I'm your host, Chris Revel, coming in from the Cat Cave in Providence, Rhode Island. And what a great guest day. We are joined by guest host, uh, Dan from the Get Real Movies podcast. I wanted to invite a fellow film person onto this podcast because we have a director, writer. Uh, he's currently out right now fundraising Bingering, a short fan film about Rufio before Hook. It is currently on Kickstarter, just kickstarter.com, Bingering the movie. They've hit their goal for 30 grand. They've gone past it. I know if it goes, they get like a certain amount of money, then they are going to make this a full link. Uh, I think this is a great idea. Like Hook is a really good movie. I, we talk about it. Uh, some people think it holds up for nostalgia's sake. I loved it as a kid and I uh, watched it recently as an adult and I still fucking love that movie. And I always thought Rufio is one of the most, uh, interesting pieces of that and the Lost Boys. And I don't know if it's ever done right. Uh, Jonah's the guy to do it. He's going to answer all your questions. He's just a huge fan of Hook. He's got a funny story how he met Dante, who played Rufio, who's involved in this. And it's just, it's fucking cool. It turns out Jonah also had made the Wes Anderson Star Wars film, which now is not playing on YouTube in America. And he kind of, he, he kind of walks us through how he made a viral video, I get not even intentionally, and how he was able to kind of leverage that from one thing to the next. And he's got the goods. He's made a ton of short films. He's done a ton of work. He's got a lot of great, he's just, and a really cool dude. Like he was super nice. Like we didn't have a whole lot of time due to some scheduling errors that we uh, had both of us had made. So we only got to talk for about a half hour, but he just had such good energy and he was so fucking nice. So we're hoping he's going to come back on at some point in his career. Uh, give it time. And this dude is going to be directing like the next pirates or he's, he's the, he's the guy to watch. And uh, he's also got another movie, in per- uh, I think it's gonna, coming out next year, another movie he's making with Brittany Snow called Wendy, which is with the same hook, pan, universe. Uh, so, I mean, just such a nice guy. It's good when you see good people, nice people doing good work. So make sure you check out that Kickstarter and make sure you donate if you can. If you can even just give a dollar, I've donated and I think you should. Uh, you know, find Jonah on Twitter. Let him know you listen to this podcast. Let him know you listen to Let's Chat. Jonah's slowly learning the world of podcasts. We got up to him that podcasts are awesome and they're a great way to get your word out there. So tweet him at Jonah Found Gold and let him know that you heard him Let's Chat and then you hopefully you enjoy it. And uh, also hit up Dan at Get Real Movies, but real is R-E-E-L. They have a website, getrealmovies.com. Jonah also has a great YouTube page. You can watch some of his short films and other stuff. Uh, some cool stories. He talks about, uh, interning for Hans Zimmerman. So that was fucking nuts. Uh, just so happy to have this. Um, if all goes well, we should have, no, no, that. As for me, you can always find me on Let's Chat Podcast on all the things, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And thank you so much to the fine folks who've been leaving a nice iTunes review. We're really happy when I'm not feeling good. I read them. I really, it means a lot. And let me know on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, email. And, um, I don't know. I'll try to find a way to do something nice for you. As always, let's get to it. Let's chat with Revel and Friends is part of Courts and Parts, a podcast network featuring pop culture, TV, and movie podcasts. Check out our other shows that pop this live, Talking Shondaland, We Got Five, and TV Ate My Brain at courtsandparts.com. The opposite of a winner. Remember when I used to eat sardines for dinner? Peace to Raw G, Brucey B, Kid Capri. Fuck, Master Flex, Love Bump, Star Ski. I needed. I was like, I need to bring a movie buddy on, and I think uh, Daniel's the guy. So I just want to say, introduce us real quick. 
Um, yeah, whenever I have cool guests on, I try to bring in friends because that's life is so much more fun with friends. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course. Everything's better when you have a buddy. Yeah. Hey, so, Jonah. Uh, I also messaged you recently on Twitter uh, about uh, stuff, so uh, maybe we'll be talking again if you get the time. Are you? What are you? Who are? What is your? Um, are you? Yeah, I'm a podcaster as well. Get real movies. Yeah. Oh yeah, I just saw. I just responded to you. That'd be great. All the podcasts. The more podcasts, the better. These are super fun. Yeah, definitely. Um, good. We we're on a network and we have a lot of podcast movie friends. We have a pretty good reach. So like, um, uh-huh. when I saw the Nerdist shared the thing, that's how I found about your Kickstarter. I like went to my network friends. I'm like, everyone, get them on your show. This is the time to get them. Uh, so I hope it's been working. I'd be, yeah, it's, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's actually been slightly overwhelming with the, like, it's so amazing the community outreach, but slightly overwhelming, you know, yeah. <laughs> at the same time. So, but, um, but yeah, where are you, so where are you guys, where are you guys, where are you guys calling from? I'm in Providence, Rhode Island. And I am oh, wow. in Canada, so. Uh, okay. And how did you guys meet? Uh, podcasting. podcasting? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We've never uh, met in person, just, uh, oh, podcast. No yeah. We just, uh, there's like a, there's just a crew of podcasters and we all go on each other's shows and then speak, made this really big community and it's fucking awesome. Dude, so we're going to put you into the fold. Hell yeah, man. Thank you for having me on the, into the, into the world. It's exciting. Oh man. I'm so, so I, the first question I just kind of want to ask you, it's kind of silly. Um, sure. are you a fan of the band Rufio by any chance? I've heard their music before and I've always, yeah. I am yeah, a fan. I don't, I can't say I've listened to it a lot, but I definitely, you know, it's it's called Rufio. It's got my attention. So, it's so like, that's, yeah, it's one of these like I don't know how big they were. I'm a huge pop punk fan, and they were so fucking. They're same. one of my favorite like pop punk fans. It was just so funny when I was like, oh my god, they somehow need to be part of this. They need to they need to donate to your movie. Like it would make so much. Maybe they reached out. They might have even reached out. Like that's possible. I think something they might have messaged Dante and like we put a song in there. And granted, it's not that kind of movie, but you know, <laughs> they're fucking. They're awesome. Yeah, so thanks so much for for doing this. The, um, man, I'm like like everyone. So I'm I saw Hook as a kid, like everyone. Uh, I know, I I and uh, Rufio was the dude who stole that movie just from that chant. Rufi, oh! So when I saw the Kickstarter, I was like, yes, I will fucking back the shit out of this. Oh, are you backed it? Thank you, dude. Hell yeah, man. Or do yeah. you, uh, are you in Rufio's army? What, what are the cool, uh, do I need to send you a? No, no, no. Sign <laughs> not, not that cool. <laughs> I'm the owner of the film. I gave you one. You, yeah, you're executive producer. <laughs> yes. My movie now. <laughs> no, but, um, it's interesting. I was listening to your Kickstarter video and you said you're a big fan of Hook, but kind of, I don't know. Tell us how you, uh, how you met Rufio, the actor. Um, so. Yeah, it's a, it's a, uh, I guess we actually didn't get into the story so much in that podcast because it's, it's, it's hilarious, but like also like very Hollywood. So basically, obviously I'm a fan of the movie Hook. I was in a, uh, are we recording by the way? Is this all? Oh yeah, yeah, recording. Okay, sorry. Right. <laughs> just want to make sure that I, I was like, and you guys can hear me okay? Quality yeah, 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 you sound great. Um, yeah, so I was at a bar in LA called Delilah and it's just kind of like a Hollywood hotspot, you know, drinks, dinner. And I was there. And I was actually with a couple of buddies and I was kind of on a date. And then um, Dante walked by and my background on my phone is this is the uh, is the back is the one sheet from Hook. And, you know, Dante, this is a once in a lifetime opportunity. I firmly believe that, you know, you, you know, to network, to hustle, you just got to have be fearless and go out to people and talk to them. Obviously not in a creep, you know, creepy, crazy way, but like in a respectful mm-hmm. way. And so he walked by and I just kind of put my phone in his face and he saw my background. He was like. 
whoa. I was like, dude, I need to buy you a shot right now. So <laughs> I leave my date and um, she, uh, we, we go, me and Dante go to the bar, take some, take some tequila shots. And honestly, I, I was, you know, I don't get starstruck. I was very star. I, I was not even starstruck. I was just like, oh my God, you know, I'm, mm -hmm, I'm talking mm -hmm. to, I'm talking to Rufio. And um, I have a project called Wendy. That's this romantic comedy about Wendy after Peter Pan. And it's a, it's a script we have. I've been working on it for four years and we have an actress named Brittany Snow attached to play Wendy. And, you know, hopefully we'll be going to production by this summer. And I told him about this and he was like, that sounds really cool. Like I love to read the script and I sent him the script and he really liked it. And so he'll have a cameo role in that movie, but that's what kind of opened the door for us creatively is that not only did I go up to him and just kind of, you know, tell him I was a big fan of hook and I was a filmmaker and, you know, a creator in the digital space. But I think he also read a script that I'd written and understood that, you know, this isn't just some kid who's never written a screenplay before this guy's tried to crack a story and you know maybe works hard i don't know but he saw something in that and he kind of let me then present him with the project bangerang that's and you had some um some some stuff behind you like i, I was watching yeah. some of your short films and your work so like you know he's got a smartphone if he's he can just look you up to find out if you're just a complete hack exactly <laughs> that's also true that's also true so yeah he was able to i guess google and figure out that I at least touched a camera before in my life. So yeah, which is good. But I mean, isn't I mean, Oprah? That's always their thing. Is there's no such thing as luck. It's just hard work met with opportunity. So like, you would put in the work, and this weird opportunity presented itself in front of you, and you took it. And here we all are. So like, that's beautiful. Isn't that yeah? And that's the thing. That's like the le the biggest lesson out of all this is like a kind of you know it's not always say yes, but always put yourselves in put yourself in a situation where things can happen. And that's I guess where that opportunity aspect comes from. Then preparation. You got to have the backup work and you got to have the vision to say, OK, I just met this guy. Am I prepared to show him a script that we want to go make? But you're absolutely right. There is something magical in the fact that we were able to take it this far. And that was about a month and a half ago. So it, it's really kind of been Damn. crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. That's, crazy. that's awesome. Uh, it's interesting. You mentioned, you know, Hook is one of the first movies you ever saw. It's one of the first movies I ever saw. But I, uh, wow. you know, I, I recently watched it again and I kind of did some research into it and it, it wasn't critically loved at the time, but I really loved it. It was like the perfect, uh, perfect movie, especially as a kid. It kind of, you know, I think it helped uh, move my imagination along the way. So like how, what sort of effect did it have on you that uh, made it so special to you? Well, I think you're absolutely right about, you know, in terms of its. Uh, so here's the thing about that. So the question was about Hook. Uh, you know, it's funny. I, first of all, I watched it with my dad when I was about two years old. And I think it was, you know, I suffer. I imagine we all, us three, suffer from Peter Pan syndrome. You know, we love movies because yeah. it means we never have to grow up. We can all kind of act like <laughs> it. And that profoundly struck me at a younger age and tapped on the hook and just the flair of it all and the storytelling, the visual, the, you know, the music. It's just like, a, it's like you know, it's candy to a kid because – you, you see these kids and you see Rufio and that's like you, that's like the older kid you want to be. And you see this adult, you know, it's, I think when you become an adult, you know, when you're a kid and you become an adult, there's a, there's a certain point when you're a kid and you're gro growing older where you realize that your parents aren't always right about everything and that you see your parents be vulnerable yeah. and you, you know, we age forward, but there's something about the movie hook where he ages backwards in a weird way where you see an adult tap into what you thought as a, as a kid. So, you know, that's what makes it so relatable. Now, the movie itself, um, obviously I'd seen a bunch of times, but uh, yeah, I guess adults at the time didn't like it. I know Steven Spielberg specifically it does not like that movie, nor does he like to talk about it. But 
look at this. Look what we, you know, I go into pitch meetings all the time where I'm trying to pitch my other movie, Wendy, and kid, people say, yeah, Hook, Hook wasn't received well. I go, yeah, but if you ask any kid, you know, in the 80s to, you know, 96, uh, you know, they'll tell you it's one of their favorite movies. And oh, yeah. it's called nostalgia. And it's the same reason that when our parents watch some movie from the 50s or from the 40s, we're like, this is stupid. They're like, oh, what are you talking about? This movie's amazing. Because just it's it's remembering your your youth and your childhood where you think anything's possible. And it all stems from that. And that's the kind of thing where it's like, yeah, you look at Jumanji. Jumanji, oh, yeah. like, yeah. Yeah, it's like not a good movie, but like it still holds a special place in all of our hearts. Yeah. Um, and, and you bring up that th interesting theory. Um, I don't know if you know about this, but like the Ewok theory, like if you were too old when the first Star Wars came out, you didn't think the Ewoks were cute. But like if you were a certain oh. age, you thought they were like cute little teddy bears. I, I don't know. Like that's a big theory that goes around Star Wars wise that I like. That's I, like that. I, like the Ewok I think theory. that's true. I, hey, I think you're cute, but I guess that's because we saw, you know, that, that we yeah. saw. How old are you guys? I'm 32. I'm okay. 18. Are you really? Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm the young podcaster of uh, of the group. Why well, are soon to be filmmaker friends? I like you guys are 18, 30. That's like a fun because it's far enough off. I mean, I have friends who are 16 and 18 too, and it's just like I'm 26, and so I kind of. I guess we all kind of speak the same language, though. Although, oh, I yeah, yeah. Have you yeah, seen? But, like, you, Star but Wars? the thing about Jumanji, though, I disagree <laughs> with you. Um, I. I don't go back and watch Jumanji and enjoy it, but I go back and watch Hook and like as an adult, I'm like, this is a good fucking movie. I think Hook from seeing it as a child, I don't know how old I was when I saw Hook, a kid, but I mean, I watched it as an adult and I still think that scene where they're uh, imagining food and then, then they, he throws it and then the colors go on his face. That will, I'll never forget that scene. And I don't think that, I mean, I guess maybe that's partially nostalgia, but I feel like if I showed like my nephew when he gets older, Hook, and I show him Jumanji, he's gonna like Hook and be like, "Wow, the CGI is really bad in Jumanji. This is garbage." I mean, that was a that was a poor comparison, and I realized as I was saying that. Yes, no, no, was, I think you're, I uh, think you're right. I think there's a nostalgia factor, but I think Hook defines it because it was it's really good. Like the whole scene was like, "Run yeah. home, Jack. Run yeah. home." I'm getting emotional it's, thinking about it. It's Steven Spielberg. I mean, like, that's the thing. Like, the movie itself is crafted by an Oscar-winning, possibly the greatest director of all time. Yeah. And that's still – that's why that movie works. You know, every scene has a beginning, middle, and end. Everything, the camera work is inventive. The the tone – I mean, the music is by John Williams. The, this, the, 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 the score to Hook is one of the all-time best movie scores, period, ever. Like, I will defend that score, you know, to the day I die. So, you know – yeah, that it's it's a great movie. <laughs> it's a great movie. And then focus on Rufio. I think that's great because I I think the Hollywood thing. I know like um Max Landis had some idea of doing like a prequel, do um like of Captain Hook before he's Hook, which I think would be cool sure. too. But yes. Rufio was the most interesting one to me because I'm like, what is this world of Lost Boys like pre-pan and how do they get there? And I want to see more about that world, not the Allison Williams NBC live play. <laughs> I want to see a short film about Rufio. Damn it. Yeah, I mean, full feature. Yeah, it's just like he, he's such a, he's such an interesting character. I mean, I, I I compare him to the Boba Fett effect, where it's like Boba Fett, yeah. you know, is Star Wars for what a total of thirteen minutes, and yet he's probably arguably like the second most popular character in the franchise, but he has maybe three speaking lines and thirteen minutes of screen time. Yeah. So Rufio maybe has about ten minutes, maybe less mm -hmm. if screen time. I, think, I mean, I don't know the exact number, but I, I don't. Think, but you're right. When I, when I think back about it, I just think of all of his scenes with him and Hook, with the skateboarding and the yeah. the, the 
the, the name calling like, oh, well, I guess you're right. But I, whenever I think about it, he's the one I think of the most. Yeah, exactly. You think of the most. And it's because he's, you know, it, it's this thing that he does so well is that the, co- I mean, it's a combination of it's a lot of teamwork, but from the costume design where you have clearly this kid has seen something, you know, where did, the, where does the Mohawk come from? Why are there three? Yes, I need to know. Three headed. And by the way, we answer all these questions. This is all yeah, I'm like, Jonah, you're the guy. You get to create the lore and bring, bring it back alive. Well, tomorrow morning I meet with the, the writer of Hook named J.D. Hart. We have a breakfast meeting, which is. Oh, that's so cool. Which Dante set up, which is obviously, I'm like, you know, I'm like losing my mind over here. It's like, are you kidding me? Like, that's insane. Yeah. Uh, I got to ask, um, you know, you talk about Rufio and the one scene out of Hook that really sticks with me that made me, you know, really emotional when I was a kid was when uh, Robin Williams and Dante are, you know, across from each other. And they have this really like tender moment and stuff. And I just wanted to ask when it comes to the movie. Um, you know, how are you guys going to kind of honor, you know, Robin Williams, who's kind of passed away? Will he be kind of in the background or in the thought process? Like, or is, or is, are you going to keep him kind of out of it and make it more about the Lost Boys and uh, Rufio especially? It's a really good question. And we're actually, we're still, we have a script draft. We are reworking the script now that yeah. we've got our budget. We're going through the, making the production draft, which yeah. is basically, it has less description and it has the scene numbers. So basically our page, our script right now is about 25 pages. But if you take out all the scene description, it's probably going to be about 15 because we just need to know how many days we're, you know, how many days we're going to shoot. And right now it's about like three to four. But so going back to your question, it's tough because you don't even like we don't even really want to. It honestly, we maybe don't. Yes, there is going to be something in there that pays tribute to Robin Williams, but it's he's just in a league of his own. It's like there's nothing we can yeah. do that can really him in the appropriate way. So it's like, you know, what a, he was. The, he is one of the most talented actors of all time and comedians and the roles he played and so there's an easter egg in there about his character in book but that's about as far as we go yeah and you got to be kind of keep your ears open to to know what that is okay so people know now what to keep their ears open for they have to really pay attention to your movie yeah they gotta listen they gotta listen to the dialogue so one thing i i found interesting is that and dan and i were talking before we recorded um we both didn't realize that you were the guy behind the Star Wars Wes Anderson stuff. You know, it's, why is that hard? I, I remember seeing it when it aired, but I could not find it online for the life of me. Yeah, because fuck, uh, like U.S. YouTube made me take. I mean, they, I didn't take it down. It's still on my channel, but it doesn't show in the United States. It shows everywhere else in the world, I believe. Actually, oh. maybe it's only in Europe because I still get views on it, but from like random countries. <laughs> uh, they made me take it. I guess I, I there was I, I used a song and I changed the pitch on the song. I guess they caught me after two million views. They were like, "Wait a second. That <laughs> I also wasn't I wasn't like average. I wasn't like profiting from it either. So it was weird that they got me. Um, but yeah, That's funny. yeah. was that the thing that kind of pro- propelled you to get like into the limelight a little bit? It did, dude. It really helped. I mean, I've been doing it just, I guess there's a lot of kind of film people on here. So, you know, it's interesting. I was making a lot of short films and by no means am I anywhere where I'm close to where I want to be, nor am I like even in a position where I have any clout or power. But I had done a bunch of short films and making things for the web and writing scripts. And I made that thing for, you know, in three hours on a whim in my fucking bedroom. And the next day, I put it on the internet and it goes viral. It goes on all my favorite film sites. I get, I leverage that to get a manager at a, you know, a fantastic manager at a really legit management company. And then I, that gets me into Buzzfeed. And I, yeah, I mean, the, the simple answer is that opened so many more doors and opened a new pathway 
but I couldn't replicate that process again. Mm. And I can't go any lower than that, but it still hasn't taken me high enough. Like Bangarang really helped as well in terms of I go into meetings these past two weeks and like people are like, oh my God, you're the kid doing Bangarang. And I'm like, yeah. And then they're like, well, you know, show us the movie when it's done. So it's like, I still got to now deliver a product that's very yeah. good. That's a lot of pressure. But they have Wendy as well, which, uh, you know, you have yeah, about Brittany Snow. Snow, and I, I love Brittany Snow as an actress. I think she's done some great stuff. So that's, you know, that's pretty pretty big in itself, Joe. That's, yeah, and that's big too. And that's been its own challenge, just trying to get that movie financed. We had a really good meeting today with the place. And again, Bangarang has even helped. You know, people are excited when you're being talked about, when your project's being talked about. You'd be amazed at just, you know, I'm surprised, like, someone in a different circumstance, it wouldn't be crazy for someone to get attached to a movie simply based off of buzz for whatever project they're doing. Yeah. So with Wendy, it's helped open some doors, and I think once Bangarang's done, I mean, Wendy's been my baby for four and a half years, along with the co-writer, a girl named Taylor Siegel, who I went to film school with. But, you know, we've been working on that project for a long time. I have a feeling if Bangarang is, you know, knock on wood, is as good as I want it to be, it will help propel Wendy to a new height, at least from a, you know, they'll say, what do you guys want to do next? And I'll say, please just help us finance this movie, which by the way, you know, Wendy's an under $5 million movie. I know it sounds like a lot, but it's not like it's, a, you know, for a rom-com, it's not that much money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's such a perfect cast too. She's so, I love her in uh, well, I mean, pitch perfect, but if anyone, did you guys see good girls revolt? She was amazing yeah. on that show. Oh, wow. I didn't know she was in Good Girls of Old. That's cool. I haven't seen that show. Yeah, but hey. I'm, oh, wait. I'm sorry. I'm thinking Anna Camp. My bad. You're thinking Anna Camp. That actually happens quite a bit. Yeah. Was, yeah. I know Brittany Snow is the redhead from. Uh, um, Correct. Yeah. She's she from Pitch Perfect. Yeah. She's I know her as a blonde more, though, than a redhead. That's the funny thing. Yeah. Oh, she's in a. Uh, so fucking great. And she, was in a, she was in a movie at Sundance called uh, Bushwick with uh, Joe Ed. Who's the guy who plays. No, Padista. Dave Padista. Dave Bautista. Ah, okay, yeah, yeah. Oh, I heard about that, yeah. And, oh, um, and, yeah, from Guardians. And then she's in a movie. She's in, like, two – she just filmed two movies in Atlanta. I mean, she's got, like, such a dope career, and she's super talented and also a big Hook fan. And she's great for the character and, so you know, super professional. And so it's going to be – I'm excited to start working with her, you know, start more formally, you know, at least on the movie as opposed to just kind of – Checking in. So that'll be a good time as well. And I got to ask you, uh, Jonah, what did you think about, uh, cause, uh, a movie that I really liked, uh, when I watched it first as a kid was, uh, Peter Pan, the 2003 version. Have you ever seen that one? Uh, that, uh, it was, uh, PJ Hogan that directed it. It, uh, it, it was like relatively well received uh, across the board. I remember liking it. I, I don't, I haven't seen it. I don't watch it very often. I mean, no, I, yeah. you know, I don't watch it very often for someone who's a big fan of the Peter Pan myth, but, um, I remember it being good. I, for me, it's like, you know, in terms of the movies I, I watch obsessively, I am obsessed with every Disney animated movie classic. Oh, okay. um, and then Pixar and, mm-hmm. and Woody Allen's older stuff and like Nora Ephron and obviously Indiana Jones, Star Wars. Like, you know, I have a feeling we all love those movies. And so, yeah. um, but Peter Pan 2003, I do remember liking, I just haven't seen it in a long time. Yeah. That's awesome. I, I can see maybe in your future you being a, a Pixar guy or a Disney guy. That's the dream. My, on my board in front of me, literally looking at it right now, it's the goal is Pirates. You know, in the next, I would say next to five to ten years, I would like to do a Pirates of the Caribbean movie. Just flat out. That's what I want to do. You but, interned on one of them, right? I did. I interned for Hans Zimmer. I worked on um, 
I interned, that? Oh my god, that's been cool. I got Hans Zimmer coffee. It was really, really cool. And they were do- <laughs> they were doing the fourth one, and that's why I did it. I did it solely to be a part of that movie in some capacity, and obviously see how directors at a higher level spoke to their composers. And it's you know not far off from what we all think it is. Mm. And honestly, they're mo- usually less competent than we are. It's kind of what I learned. Like directors will go in there and have no idea how to talk to the talk to Hans Zimmer. Yeah. And you know. When you get a guy like Chris Nolan in there who knows how to talk to Hans Zimmer, then you create magic. And when you don't, Hans still creates magic. But you know, it's yeah. On. Uh, but yeah, any like the goal is a Disney studio movie. Um, you know, Pete's Dragon. I love that movie, and I love there's something about the Disney brand and myth that they just. I'm just like super. You know, it's, it's it's nostalgia, right? That's all. That's what this is about. And then yeah, yeah. next month they have Beauty and the Beast, which is going to make over a billion dollars without a doubt. Easily. That looks great, right? I yeah, mean, I yeah, think... it does. It yeah. really does. Like there's that party, it's like, eh, and then you're like, oh no, this looks really good. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm I'm excited for it, and um, I'm I'm so excited. Oh man, I know um we had a you have uh, another another piece of media to do after this. So uh, is there anything we missed? Then I mean, please plug yourself if there's nothing else. Uh, yeah, media violence. It's a, it's a phone, we have a phone call with, we're out with a different prod, a digital series right now, which is a check-in call. It's nothing as exciting as you think it is, but it's, uh, oh, you should have totally leveraged that. Like, I got Spielberg on the line. Steven, it's Steven under the line. But, My boy Steve, he's in Maine. We're just hanging. Um, we're just having a couple of beers. Um, <laughs> let's see. Well, into everyone listening, first of all, thank you guys for having me on the show. This is always very exciting. And I'm, I'm, Maybe we can do this again. I can get Dante to come on board and kind of give you guys a little more from his perspective. I think that'd be kind of cool. Uh, you are um, welcome on any time. That'd be great. And then, um, yeah, I mean, you know, for anyone listening, it's the Kickstarter. It's called Bangering the Movie. We are trying to still, you know, we're, we're going for a stretch goal of about 60K. Uh, once we hit 60K, we'll be doing the movie on 35 millimeter film as opposed to digital. Yes. So kind of. Yes. Support. yes. And maybe, yeah, this is the first time I'm kind of announcing that we're making a formal announcement on Monday about that. But, um, so that's going to be really cool. There you go. To, you know, that's to pay homage to those nineties Amblin movies even more. Mm. Um, and follow along by just, we're going to be releasing a blog. I wish I could tell you what it's called right now, but I don't have the URL yet. Uh, if you want to just keep in touch, the Twitter, I guess is, is just Jonah found gold, J O N A H F O U N D G O L D. So like find gold, but found gold. Um, and yeah, guys, I mean, I, I guess let's keep in touch and, uh, sorry, I have to jump off, you know, earlier. Oh, no, no, no need. And, and all honesty too, like, um, we have a lot of, we've been, there's so many great podcasts out there that Dan and I have become friends with. So if there's any shows you're looking to get on, I can try to connect you some people. And it's just a good community of people who are like, I mean, I have a day job. I have nothing to do with this stuff. I just love talking to people who make the art that I love. Awesome. That's awesome. I would love to link, please, anyone and everyone. I love, I'd love to, especially get to, more into the podcast. You know, I mean, I listen to a couple in my car sometimes because traffic's bad here in LA, but yeah, you know, there I, we go. And yeah, it's exactly good. Good news for you guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, awesome. Well, thank you so much. Hell yeah, man. Cool. Well, good talking to you guys.